0: On today's Smart 7, junior doctors hit the picket lines, new legal trouble for Trump, and much more. It's Thursday, 21st of December. It's National Short Story Day, and happy birthday, Samuel L. Jackson. The Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Seven. 2023 really has been a year of strikes. From railways to barristers to postmen, pretty much every profession has picked up a placard at some point. Now, as we head into Christmas, the junior doctors are back on strike again for three days this week, but they're planning a six day stoppage in early January. It comes as the NHS is under real pressure with a winter surge of Covid and respiratory viruses. But Dr Tal Ellenboden of the British Medical Association's Junior Doctors Committee says they have no choice but to strike as pay talks have broken down again. Last year, we had 500 people a week dying in emergency departments because of excessive weights. That's three months before we started striking. If we did nothing, that would be like an airline having a jumbo jet going down every single week and them ignoring it. We can't ignore this. And the union says unless staff and resources are prioritised for the NHS, things will continue to get worse. Nick Holm, Chief Executive of East Suffolk and North Essex NHS Foundation Trust, says that ultimately both sides need to sit down and work out an agreement for the sake of patients. I would implore the government and the BMA to find a way of getting around the table, but it has to recognise the, the real anger and distress I hear from junior doctors about about their terms and conditions. But it's the patients who are paying the price for the, the lack of compromise, so we need a solution and we need it quickly Prime Minister Rishi Sunak promised back in January to deliver on five pledges, stop the small boats, grow the economy, reduce national debt, cut NHS waiting lists and halve inflation. But this week he's been accused of misstating numbers on the national debt to make things look better by the UK statistics authority and a home office leak says the plan to cut down migration claims is being helped by some fiddling of the figures. And with junior doctors on strike again, there's not much prospect of NHS waiting lists reducing anytime soon, so he'll have been delighted to see that inflation took took another dramatic drop in November to 3.9%, which is the lowest rate in two years. Chancellor Jeremy Hunt was quick to claim credit for his boss. The Prime Minister's main pledge was to halve inflation. He has more than delivered that. Once you do that, once you do the hard work to squeeze inflation out of the system, you can start looking forward to the kind of growth that will see people's wages going up. The fall was driven by cheaper fuel and food, and it could mean that interest rates will start to fall sooner than expected. Labour's Bridget Phillipson says it's good news, but we're not out of the woods yet. That's a welcome relief for families, but prices are still rising. And alongside it, families are really facing the squeeze. You know, over the last 13 years, people are worse off, families are worse off. They know it, they see it every single day, and they don't need Conservative politicians telling them that they should be grateful for this. The last thing Donald Trump needed was another high-profile legal defeat, but he made headlines worldwide on Wednesday after the Colorado Supreme Court ruled he should be barred from the presidential ballot in the state. The case was taken under the 14th Amendment of the US Constitution, which bars those who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion from holding political office. Trump lashed out immediately on Truth Social and has until January 4th to lodge an appeal to the US Supreme Court. Sean Grimsley is representing the Colorado voters who took the case against Trump and he's optimistic about their chances in front of SCOTUS. So he's first going to have to convince the Supreme Court to take it. And once he convinces the Supreme Court to take it, I do think we have a good shot on the substance. We've got good, strong findings, facts from a district court. and I think on the legal issues, we're very strong. The Irish government announced on Wednesday that it's planning to begin a legal challenge against the United Kingdom through the European Convention on Human Rights. The issue is the Northern Ireland Troubles Legacy Act, which became UK law in September. It's a piece of legislation originally proposed by then Prime Minister Boris Johnson as a means to draw a line under the Troubles in the North by halting inquests and criminal cases from that era. The issue is that many in the North and South feel that it offers an amnesty for those accused of crimes, leaving victims and survivors forced to pursue action through the Belfast. High Court. Ireland's Taoiseach Leo Varadkar says it's not a decision they've taken lightly. We think what was agreed agreed by the parties in Northern Ireland, the two governments, is the better approach and um, we think at this stage we really have no option uh, but to ask the uh, European Court of Human Rights in Strasbourg to carry out a judicial review of this legislation. Still to come on today's Smart 7, Kate Winslet is giving Thatcher vibes and Carabao Cup Delight for Liverpool right after this. Welcome back. Three. The final Carabao Cup quarter-final took place on Wednesday night as Liverpool welcomed West Ham to Anfield. Jurgen Klopp's side made a 5-1 win look easy and they progressed to the semi-finals where they'll meet Fulham. The other side of the draw sees Middlesbrough face Chelsea. Klopp was happy to see his team bounce back after the goalless draw with Man United at the weekend. Yeah, it was obviously a really, really good game. A game to enjoy it. Plenty, plenty of top performances, that's how football can look then in moments. I think we were really difficult to play tonight. The BBC's America correspondent Katy Kay has a new in-depth news show where she speaks at length to interesting people, including Wendell Pierce, dancer Misty Copeland, and author Ken Follett. It's called Influential, and she's just sat down with Downton Abbey star Hugh Bonneville at the Globe Theatre. He chatted about his love of Shakespeare, his role in Paddington, and told some stories about what it was like working with American superstar Julia Roberts on the set of Notting Hill, back in the days when you could smoke on set. Literally, on the days you ride, everyone stopped smoking. Suddenly there was no <laughs> and she came in. I mean... I remember coming in and saying, you know, hi, and she was wearing, you know, jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, a, a, she's stunning. You know, of course, she's got this amazing radiance about her. But also, she's just completely normal. She's just one of us. And the first thing she said was, "Anyone have a cigarette?" <laughs> so out came five packets of silk cut. I think we may have found Keir Starmer's new favourite show. The Regime is a new HBO miniseries from two of the writers of Succession and director of The Queen, Stephen Frears. Kate Winslet stars as the slightly dictatorial leader of a European country who is fighting to keep her grip on power. The cast includes Hugh Grant as the leader of the opposition, but Kate is definitely giving Margaret Thatcher. It's in six parts and it drops on March 3rd. Have some pride. Let me do my work and be grateful. Okay? Okay. Sorry. Without her, nothing makes sense. You do have a wonderful way with half-width, don't you? You've been listening to the Smart Seven. We'll be back tomorrow at seven a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, and we'll give you the world.